Recommending cohesive content. Exploring epic epilogues. Proudly praising proper part twos. It's the follow-up showdown, Frankenstein Halloween. Welcome to a follow-up showdown continuation celebration Halloween special. We are normally a podcast that pitches ultimate sequels to movies without them or with disappointing ones, but sometimes we like to pay tribute to the follow-ups that are held in high regard, and so we do these continuation celebrations. We are also still following the theme of this season and making our way through all the sequels on both versions of the AFI Top 100 list, and so we find ourselves at 1935's The Bride of Frankenstein, sequel to number 87 on the original list, 1931's Frankenstein. Now, we've got a spooktacular show planned for you today, so let me not waste any more time getting into these intros. I am your Dr. Hostry. This evening, Paul Getz, and with me as always are my Fritz and Carl, though I do hope they have longer lifespans, Travis McMaster and Lauren Picorni. Dibs on Carl. Oh, Good evening. I thought we were going to do spooky voices <laughs> like Paul. <laughs> You go your own way. I like I like that about you guys. And our guest tonight is none other than our very biggest fan. A title she earned by interacting with our socials, letting us know what pitches she liked, writing us a review on Apple Podcasts, and generally being supportive of the show in every way, shape, and form. She is also an actress, a horror aficionado, a friend, and maybe even more responsible for the very existence of this show than she realizes, Kelly McDevitt. Welcome to the show, Kelly. Hello. Uh, thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for being here. And in case you guys and her were wondering what I meant by that, Kelly is the one who got me the job at Press Juicery, which oh. ultimately led to you two meeting oh. at Press Juicery. Oh, yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. I, I, I got the job because I dropped your name right. and I was instantly hired. Okay. And I got the job because I dropped her name. Wow. If I'd have known, I was like, Did you know Cody? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know Cody from um, when from we were St. kids Lewis. back in Missouri. Oh, yeah. heavens, cool. Cody, Cody. Cody was a previous guest. That's true. Yeah. Oh, hey, Cody. Right. Babe, yeah. pig, pig in the, the city. city. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, right. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. Oh, it's excellent. Do a George Miller Fest with the uh, Genie movie coming out. Mm, That'd be yeah. a good time to do it. Yeah, cool. the big three, yeah. Bay Pig in the City, yeah. Mad Max Fury Road, and <laughs> right. Genie Movie. Right, right. None of the other Mad Maxes, not even First Babe. <laughs> uh, all right, well, so we got some business up front before we get into the movie. First of all, we're going to start with the things left on the table. Let's get these things off the table. This will be the first one of these this season. And I've decided I'm going to use this as a platform to... Answer Travis for his very vocal insultery of oh. my uh, research this season. I have oh, answers no. to questions he asked that I didn't have answers before. Whatever he asked tonight, I don't have answers to. I'll do on the next episode. <laughs> That's how it's going to be this season. Now, I'm going to start actually with a couple of other things just because I think they're pretty cool. One, way back to our Man from Uncle episode, Thrush, the evil organization, the anti uncle. Uncle is a 
Yes, right. We, we laughed at that on that episode <laughs> as well. Uncle. You can go back and check that out. But I didn't know that it was also a anagram. That's what this mm-hmm. is called, where the letters spell something. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it is like uncle and it is awesome what it stands for do you are you familiar with this uh i really wish i was like mentally deft enough to like rattle off something funny that does spell thrush but no i still don't think you'd get it it is the technological hierarchy for the removal of undesirables and subjugation of humanity that's very that's definitely very cool. I tend to, like, when you have that many, like, extra but those don't count words in it, it's like, well, that's just a sentence then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's I love how cool, evil though. it is. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> this Insert is what we're about. We don't lie. shield joke here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to this season, Toy Story 2. And this is a dig at Travis. Uh, Randy Newman did not win the Oscar for the Toy Story uh, song. We got a friend in me. He won his Oscar for the Monsters, Inc. song. I wouldn't have nothing if I didn't have you. Aww, that's I, also great. Yeah. Yeah, it is a good song. How is that a dig at me? Because you said he won the Oscar for it. Oh. What? Fuck you. And we recorded <laughs> <laughs> We recorded that episode twice. I think it corrected you the first time, but not the uh, mm. recorded time so i wanted to get that on record thank you wrong wrong <laughs> travis now <laughs> on to my mistakes or at least the things i didn't know at the time so uh we went over the shortest oscar speeches joe pesci's number six at like it, it was my honor thank you something like that the shortest of all time friend of the show patty duke for the miracle worker best supporting actress her speech thank you that's it so <laughs> that's the answer for that. that yeah uh, also, another notable one, number five, Hitchcock. Thank you very much indeed. What's number one? Uh, Hitchcock. Patty Duke. Thank oh, you. From a second ago. I'm going to knock yeah. her out of number one by just accepting my Oscar by giving thumbs up. All right. Nice. <laughs> I look forward to that. I don't ask <laughs> yeah. what it'll be yeah. for. <laughs> Costume design, perhaps? No. No? Not, not your game anymore? Sir, I'm never with my game. Oh, I thought you did. We can get into that later. How little I know, Lauren. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> moving on to Easy Rider Jack Nicholson lost Best Supporting Actor to Gig Young who played Rocky in They Shoot Horses Don't They oh okay oh so that's who he <laughs> lost to <laughs> I mean you know oh, I, I did know that <laughs> I always did <laughs> I, didn't, uh, I didn't know any of those any of those heard, I know the yeah. name of the movie Jane yes Fonda's that's what I know I Okay. Well, I want to point out to the listeners that when Paul was saying that about the Oscar thing, he kept gesturing to me. Right, because you once were, again, oh, okay, so it was the once listeners again. will hear you asked to who <laughs> you beat Jack Nicholson. Did for, I? Yeah, who who he lost to? Oh, all yeah. right, yeah, 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 yeah. and that's who he lost to. Big I still young. feel I still feel like the gesturing was to indicate that I was wrong somehow, and no, not that I, you were giving me information. He was, saying, he was wrong. throwing it at you. I, I'm sensitive. Throwing I information at you. Okay. Uh, and then uh, these are just a couple sort of minor corrections. Well, one is just an interesting fact. <laughs> We'll see what makes it into the show. Uh, Pit, Phil Pitzer, our buddy who made Easy Rider 2, did try to use outtakes, footage not used in the original film, featuring Peter Fonda and Dennis Hopper in his movie. And uh, though he did own the rights, was blocked from that because he didn't own the rights to that footage. Sure. Interesting. So I'm not sure where that would have fit in. To yeah, that I, I mean, movie. But that movie... You could probably just slip it in anywhere and yeah. go, okay? <laughs> this makes just as much sense. <laughs> yeah, very true. We've got to take better care of our planet. Yeah. And then the movie I referred to that was to feature Fonda's character having not died at the end, but being in prison for a long time and coming out an old man to cruise the country alone, that 
was supposed to be directed by the Freddy Got Finger director. The one, remember I said this was like a joke, probably? Mm. Apparently it wasn't a joke, and it was called Easy Rider AD. Uh, it just didn't come to fruition. The other one I referred to that I remember them talking about where they were riding their bikes through hell yeah. that we liked through much. Apparently I was, I, was, I was wrong about what it was about. It was a never-realized film imagined by Fonda and Hopper in which their characters would be restored to life in the distant future and ride through post-apocalyptic America. So not hell. That sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. Either way. Totally watch that. It's a good pitch. Yeah. yeah. It's a good pitch. Yeah. yeah. Dennis Hopper still post-mortem one. <laughs> so, great. The final thing left on the table, and perhaps the most important one, because you asked about when these lists were written, how much time in between, and when the next one will emerge. Here's the facts. Original Top 100 list came out in 1998. Hmm. Ten years later, 2008, that's where you got your 10 years anniversary edition. It has been 14 years since then without a new list. So, Though it has not been announced, people theorize there will be a 25th anniversary edition next year. Oh, okay. okay. In which we will get a new Top 100, an updated one, and perhaps... As you requested into the Spider Verse, <laughs> just gonna say, will be on the list. <laughs> I wonder we'll if see. any will get knocked off. Some will get knocked off. Yeah. Some definitely got knocked off the first one. Oh, but it remained on the second. Do you know what those are? No, not no. off the top. Of we head. don't. Know I, any well, I, I could compare them. I have the list right here, but I haven't. Like, I can't knock them off. I mean, some mm. of them are obvious, and some of them, like Patton, for example, didn't make it to the ten-year oh. anniversary list. Okay. Some went higher on the list. Huh. Uh, the second time, which is interesting. That's an odd. The idea of a list being released now, I it will absolutely face the most criticism it as a concept has ever faced. I don't even know if they could do it without people being like, are you serious? How yeah. are these movies on this list? Or how is this movie on the list? Because I also, I feel like so often they go by what's popular. But like, what if like there's a movie that very few have heard of, but it's amazing. Hey, yeah, what is the criteria? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Like, will the fall be on the list? Oh, that's... It does it have to be. be like a certain number of releases or a length? In or theory, a... well, when did it come out? It could have made the 2008. 2008. Oh, maybe it was just past the line. <laughs> maybe maybe oh, you fair. have you're some right, hope. Right. You have some hope for the 25th anniversary list. You're right. Okay, redacted. Yeah. Anyway, that's those are the facts, Max. Uh, if they do release the list next year, we're not going to do another season necessarily right away. <laughs> Wait a while. But uh, it'll be interesting. Well, we wouldn't have to do a whole other season because what are the odds that they're going to update the list with like a bunch of new sequels? Maybe there'll only be one or two. No, it, more more modern movies have sequels, I think, than older movies. Ultimately. Okay, that's true. Yeah. But we don't know how many of those movies will get on this updated right. list. We're I already would hope doing at one least one. half new. That's the minimum. I don't think we're going to get that. I agree. Really, ah, uh, you can't keep year, around a hundred year the grapes old list? of wrath. We haven't watched it yet, but I don't think you can keep it around <laughs> uh, and not, you know, add uh, into the Spider Verse. Okay, fine. Who's the making the yeah. list is the question. Yeah, that will decide AFI. on what will the American stay. Film Institute. Well, who were they? Old men, probably. Old yeah. men. Yeah. who's involved? But I think wokeness is also on the in the zeitgeist. Like you said, it's about what's popular. I do think they will try to have an even-handed mm. look at things. All right, moving on. We're done with things left on the table. Now, this might not make it into the show. It, this is a little bit... This is just for This us. is a little bit for me. I'm going to call it just for me. But we got Kelly here. I wanted to bring this up. Okay. We're going to try a listener's log. You sent something in 
to the listener's log. Now let's check in on the listener's log. So we've read everything that's been written in by a listener on this show, except for this. And which goes to show how little people are writing in. (laughs) (laughs) And so I want to read it. And I want to respond to it, and then I want to get your take on it, Kelly. Okay. Okay. It is called Please Stop Paul Jr. (laughs) (laughs) It is a five-star review written by Emily E. Lewis, and it says, I am begging you to stop doing episodes with your girlfriend playing your dog. It is the most annoying voice on the planet, and she is an absolute jerk to everyone. I tried so hard to listen to the Homeward Bound episode, fave from my childhood, but I just could not get through it. Now, Emily, (laughs) I want to thank you for your five-star review and for your support, your listenership. I really do appreciate it. Um, And I understand, given your accusation, that I could picture being jealous if my dog didn't talk and someone else's (laughs) did. Next, I want to address, he's a jerk, most jerk to everyone. That's true. Uh, That is his personality. I find it charming. I'm used to it. You know, he's spoiled. He's entitled. He gets everything handed to him, literally, in a silver bowl. It is what it is. I I don't know that I should have him back on the show. It's not his forte. But while I have you here, Kelly, I'm just curious. What's your take on the Paul Jr. episodes? You skip them? (laughs) Our biggest fan, ladies and gentlemen. She's getting up. She's walking. She's getting her purse. Oh, boy. Um... She's no, receiving a phone call that's clearly just a blank screen on the phone. <laughs> um, I do not skip them. They are not my favorite, but it's just more because I am. I want to hear about the movies. That's yeah. what I'm here for. I don't find the voice annoying. I find it cute. Um, my, oh. ca- my cat speaks. His sure. voice is slightly different depending on if he's talking to me or my husband. Mm-hmm. That um, makes sense. But he also <laughs> speaks. And uh, so I, I actually enjoy that aspect of it. But when I'm here for the movie, I want to hear the stuff. You know what I mean? That is more than fair. I am going to leave him in playing his rock guitar for the Unsung Heroes theme. That I'm going to leave in. Oh, yes. So I love that. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, I, I do enjoy it. I just... That's fair. It That's is fair. definitely the Paul Jr. show whenever it's an episode with Paul Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll just give... <laughs> he and I will do a different podcast <laughs> food or something. You just walk in. No, he doesn't like that. He doesn't <laughs> like that. Now, it's time for True Travis McMaster Minutes. Well. To Travis McMaster Minutes. I think you might be forgetting oh. that we generally offer that honor to the guest mm. as an option mm-hmm. if you'd like to take a crack kelly at the two First minutes even try to do this this season but as okay. a <laughs> as a huge frankenstein fan that's true you know I, if you think you can encapsulate far be it from me to come into your home <laughs> and take away your job mm. we already have this problem in america mm. people losing their jobs travis mm. it's true it's a rough economy yeah. Sorry, babe. All right. No, it's I've only got been this. your your best friend in the world so far. <laughs> I've got that. It's true. Mario was the only one who takes the minutes, right? Yeah. He loves it. He loves the attention. <laughs> and he never makes it either. He never I don't, I mean, fits it in. Me neither. Yeah. That's my no, that's why I'm too afraid too. to do it. I will never be able to get it in a minute. <laughs> yeah, the pressure's not fun. Right. Travis, are you ready? Yep. <laughs> All right. He's going to explain everything that happened in Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein in two minutes. Go. So Fritz. This is not Igor Fritz. He and Frankenstein steal 
dead bodies. They steal dead bodies and they stitch them together and they make a monster. And then he, Fritz, it's not Igor, it's Fritz. He steals an abnormal brain instead of a, a normal brain. These are their terms. These are not my terms. I find them offensive. Mm. And they put it into the monster. And then the monster wakes up and starts killing people. And then, like, literally, Dr. Frankenstein is like, ugh, well, anyway. And he goes and gets married while this monster is wreaking havoc. And then people are like, hey, do you know about this monster? And he's kind of like, ugh, yes, fine. <laughs> and then they sort of find him and kill him the the castle kind of blows up you know and then uh not the castle excuse me they go to the windmill um and they they that's fiery and they're just kind of chasing each other it was the 30s we were just figuring it out there is no music in this movie and then frankenstein the monster throws him off of the windmill the doctor uh and then the windmill burns and collapses Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first one. And that's yeah. the first one. Great. How am I doing on oh, he's, he's got right. to right. right. The second movie starts, it's awesome. It starts with Mary Shelley and Lord Byron and John, and they're all, <laughs> and they're just talking about like, because the story of Frankenstein was written on that, it doesn't matter. Uh, so they're like, hey, Mary, what would have happened if there had been more story? And she goes, oh, you know what might have happened? And then we just go into this story where they like literally dig the characters out of this this burnt husk of a windmill. And then we just get another movie where the monster kind of goes off and has little like side quest adventures. And it's sort of like, oh, he's not so bad. Um, But he kind of is bad because then he like grabs a lady and he's like, make me a bride. Oh, he doesn't because there's this like Satan looking doctor guy who shows up all drunk. And he's like, I'm going to. It's very much like Freddy versus Jason where he's (laughs) using Frankenstein, and that's your two minutes. Ah. Not bad, not bad. Sorry, I got into the rhythm. I got into the rhythm like halfway through that. Now I have heard Bride of Frankenstein be compared to Gremlins two, like Mm. Gremlins two as Gremlins. Yeah, Uh never Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, that's very interesting. My first thought when he shows up and he's oh, like, "So you could do, you'll do." But it's Doctor Pretorius is this character's Mm -hmm. name, and it's also Percy. Percy, Percy Shelley. Percy. John oh, is no, the, the... Right. Yeah. yeah. At the beginning. She just calls him Shelley, I think. Right. She, right. Dear yeah. Shelley. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Ariel oh, Shelley. More on that. Dr. Pretorius is a mentor of Dr. Frankenstein's. Yes. And he's even more evil. Yeah, he's like... Well, he like, is evil. They kind of... They kind of... Okay, let's, like let's get John into this Hammond. movie because... I, I love Frankenstein, the first one. I've always quite loved Frankenstein. It is my favorite of the Universal monster movies that I've seen. I haven't seen them all, but I've seen the big four or four of the big six or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> however many there are. Um, and I think that it ultimately holds up very, very well. But for one sequence, I'm not as fond of, which I don't necessarily need to say now. We can get into that uh, as as more feelings are discussed, but... This time around, I was happy to see that I still felt that way. I think overall as a movie, it works very, very well, especially given that it was made in 1931. By the way, this is the oldest movie we've done so far, guys. It's probably not going to get any older. It might. We're in these AFI movies. That's well, true. What? I guess we skipped the, the jazz singer. The 20s? So yeah, yeah, like yeah. 1931. I don't Are think we're going to get any older. of the old German expressionists on the AFI list? Because... No, because they're German. Oh, wait, they're yeah, yeah. The A stands for American. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now you all know how to do that. No, no, no. No, I was like, ooh, that's a good question. 
but I, I, I still quite like it. And I still, I think that though, that though there are some dated things about it, I think what I saw this time around was this movie of a few performances. And I specifically am talking about one scene toward the beginning where it's not the doctor and it's not the monster. It, his fiance and her friend. Yeah. I don't really know what his thing is. Uh, Aside from that, he clearly wants her, but whatever. And then the doctor's mentor, and they're all speaking of the doctor and that they must go see him and they must go help him. That scene was very dry and it Mm. featured performances that were very much of like a, okay, you're just reading the lines to get the plot out there. But most of the movie is filled with these truly fantastic performances of these characters that are like, I couldn't imagine being any better. Colin Clive and the monster himself, and even the Bur Bur Burmaster. We've they said Burgermaster. Burgermaster. Uh, I think we all said something different. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I just think that there are so many uh, performances that go beyond time in how well they encapsulate these characters and 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 what these characters are about. Um, you know, I have some minor criticisms, but we can get into that after you guys talk about your feelings. So who wants to go next? Um, I'll go next. Um, I've seen the first one twice and like, you know, like I think it does belong on the list. Like it has merit and for the thirties, it was certainly doing something special, but it was very dry. Like there's no, like Travis said, there's no music, like literally I think zero songs. So I don't remember a whole lot about it, but I, I liked, it was okay. they did a very good job for it being like the 10th or 11th movie ever made i think you can definitely tell that we were doing mostly plays like i was trying to watch it as though it was 1931 and i was like this would be a roller coaster a thrill ride if i had only seen plays because it's like wow look they cut to a close-up how shocking Mm. you don't need the music because again you're used to plays but since it's not 1930 anything I, I, I couldn't, I want to be classy and cool and be like, oh, Frankenstein's great. But I was like tearing my hair out like, this is, let's go. Like, <laughs> mm, and mm. you could really, I think, see, and it's not really a mark against them, but like the scene you were talking about. Yeah. That's, that's, when, yeah. when I was watching, I kept, if you put this scene after that scene, now I'm more interested. The fact that they're like showing me something and then showing people talk about that thing. I'm mm. thinking like, but I know mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. saw it. If you just switch them, then there's a little more tension. But they were all new to it. So I appreciate it for what it is. But I was, you know, I was looking at the watch. Yeah. Okay, okay. Exactly. I'm going to take some issue with you momentarily after we go through I'll Kelly. adjust yeah, to yeah. that. <laughs> so I love Frankenstein. That is my favorite horror movie and therefore one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, the scene you're talking about with Elizabeth and Victor um, is also my least favorite scene. I don't hate it. I actually laugh really hard that she just has this headshot of Colin Clive. Like, <laughs> this is my, um, my, my fiance on the piano. Yeah. Um, and it's also, it's really weird it, that the friend's name is Victor and his name is Henry because in the book it's exactly opposite. Right. Like, it's exactly switched. So it's why did they do that? I don't know. I know I have the answer, but oh, you do. Okay, good, yeah. good. Um, they thought Victor was an evil name. They thought audiences wouldn't be able to sympathize uh, with a Victor as opposed to a Henry. But he's interesting. That's weird because he's he's bad. The reason why I love it is so much is 
Um, so for me, I don't think the monster is evil at all. Mm-hmm. Like there's not, it, not at all, at least not in this first movie. Mm-hmm. He is, it's like if you bore a child, but it was huge mm-hmm. and you just let it loose on the world and it's Mario. like, I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know anything. And then yeah. people start attacking it. Right. Yeah. And right. then it's right. all it's doing is defending itself. And then, um, my, quite possibly my favorite scene in all of cinema is in this movie. Mm-hmm. It is the scene with Maria. So if you haven't seen the movie, and hopefully you have if you're listening to this, um, the monster has broken loose and he comes upon this, and nobody likes him, everyone's mean to him. He comes upon this little girl with a kitten, and it's the cutest kitten in the world. And oh, I have a question about that kitten, too. It, it, it yeah. disappears. It just goes It goes away. Wait, I, my question is, that was a real cat she was holding? Yeah. It I always thought it like was. petrified, or like... Well, it was probably like, drugged. It was probably... Oh, yeah. They oh, probably would have done that back then. I thought it was a cat stuff, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyways. Yeah. So he, he comes across this little girl playing at a lake. Um, and she has already asked her daddy to come play with her and he's working or something and he can't. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the monster shows up and she's like, hi, I'm Maria. Will you play with me? And he's so excited and he goes and he goes to the lake and there she's throwing flower petals into the lake and he loves it. And he, like the joy on his face, he's playing and he's throwing the petals and he runs out of petals and, and they he, float and they float. Important. Yes. yes. Yeah. And so he thinks, okay, I'm going he he throws Maria into the water thinking she's going to float. And she doesn't. By the way, she sinks right away, which would not happen. There'd be a little <laughs> I, bit of like. Yeah. I read it as they're just not showing it because yeah. it was back that, then. Because okay. you do hear oh. her like splashing yeah. around okay. a little okay. bit. Okay. That's what I drowns. thought too. Yeah. And not to interrupt. And I was like, oh, it's the 30s. They just don't want to show this. But then they're like, and here's this like one minute shot. Of her dad carrying her corpse through the town. Yes. Oh so my like, god! I can't wait okay. to get into that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but the second she hits the water and he realizes she's in danger, he panics and he turns around looking for help. And he's mm. so upset that he's hurt his friend, and he runs away. Mm. And that is the most brilliant scene in cinema. And Boris Karloff did not want to do it. Mm. He thought it made the monster because his whole thing was like the monster should be sympathetic. Mm. And he was afraid it would make him not be. And also he didn't want to throw this actual little girl into the water. Whatever. And there's a lot of people that still think that the cut without it. Because there is a cut where the monster peeks through the shrubbery, sees Maria, and then that's it. And then it goes to the father carrying the dead little girl. That's so much worse. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, what that's I Way said. worse. And yeah. Definitely less sympathetic. Exactly. And um, I think... Some people think it's like, no, they just thought it would be less horrifying. Some people think, no, that was the point because back then the monster had to be the bad guy. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Which I, oh, I, I could... just don't buy. Like I watched that whole movie and I'm like, nope, he's not the bad guy. The villagers are the bad guy. Uh, the doc. Hen- Henry Frankenstein is yeah. the bad guy. But the monster is never the bad guy. It's like. You have a dog that you never train, and it bites somebody. That's yeah. not the dog's fault. Right. Yeah. And the abnormal brain thing, I don't even pay much heed to. I don't, I don't think either. it matters, I given that it is a being that was just create, just experiencing yeah. life. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what I want to get into is the doc, Henry. I really, what I love so much about this performance, in both the first and the second, but 
specifically the first is his madness and his obsession and his, uh, you know, like how, how attached he is to his work, uh, as diabolical as it is. I also am fine with and like that he's dragged away from it to this idyllic lifestyle where it's just wealth and everything. Those scenes, those scenes of the village and the baron and everything, those are play so wonderfully to me. They're they're like like a Wes Anderson movie or a, there, there's another director I wanted to pull. Hopefully I'll come up with it. But it's like they just play as just this like you're just now in this world that feels completely different and where nothing matters. It's just about wealth and enjoying your life and breakfast and beautiful women and blah, 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 blah. Like I love and I love how Henry doesn't even really fit there, but he's 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 there now and that's his like he's running away from what he's done and so it's like he, he he's now committing to it what i don't care for as much is the film's need to make henry a hero because i think what works so well about that character is he's not and even in the scene like i th- the the what's his victor Victor is the friend, but what's his wife's name? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Okay, Victor This is this character who's Elizabeth's friend and clearly wants to be with her, but also never goes about it in any way and is very supportive of, just... of Henry and all this stuff. But there is one scene in which that matters in which you see Henry get jealous of Victor and say, Oh, yes, well, I'll show you, <laughs> in a way. And that's the side of Henry that I love to watch, the obsessive, mad side. And I think that the story works best if that's committed to, as opposed to just softening on because you need a hero. Yeah. And I feel like that that only really happens in the end. Maybe yeah. I'm even thinking of the second one. Maybe it doesn't even happen in the first one. I don't think, at least from what I've read and listened to James Whale where he he was so transgressive that I bet if he didn't have like the studio like the little bit that's there is probably the studio was like sure because the way we make movies is we have a hero yes exactly and there's a villain and you got a monster and he's the villain yes yeah Yeah, often movies are very um hesitant and uh, downright against doling out ramifications for the, for the protagonist's doctor. actions yeah. at all. And the 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 attractive couple always must win out. Mm, right. Not the, you know, it's yeah. you know, it's very much like um, you know, a statement on the way we treat marginalized society. And like mm. even in like the the early 30s and I'm sure you will get into all this, but like mm. James Whale was openly gay mm. in a time mm-hmm. when that was not a thing. So it's like interesting. I mean, yeah. Although I mean, I quite like actually how the first one ends i mean you the last you see of the doctor is when he's thrown from the windmill i mean i don't love the dummy but uh, but then the last you see is the baron coming out of his room and saying like he, he doesn't need a drink right yeah. now yeah. go frankenstein and i love that as an ending because it's like it's technically a celebration but it's this weird dark warped celebration where he's recovering from this hideous thing that happened and the man who's just been trying to get him back to the meaningless lifestyle of the idle rich is celebrating my son's back and his wife's pretty <laughs> <laughs> like uh so yeah i i think i really yeah i don't, i think the first one works really well and what i want to take issue with specifically or at least what i disagree with 
because you guys are welcome to your own opinion, technically, uh, <laughs> is that I think, especially for it being an hour and 11 minutes, uh, aside from that scene I referred to earlier, I don't feel like it wastes a lot of time. Because I feel yeah. like scene to scene, something's happening. Yeah. Things are progressing. The one sequence I referred to earlier that doesn't work for me and that I wish did is, and I just think it was movies at the time, we got to get this stuff in somehow, we don't quite know the best way to finesse yet, is the scene where Frankenstein, or the, sorry, where the monster takes Elizabeth. And I feel like there was a couple scenes leading up to that where it's just like, Okay, now the monster, first of all, he wandered there. Wandering monster. To where the doctor is, hap by happenstance within the day. Uh, and then he also knows how to quietly open a window and walk in and stuff. Like, I just feel like the monster wasn't there yet. I think that they just needed to get it there. I felt like all you needed to do was instead of that happening, uh, they just hear that the monster's out there killing people. He ki Like, he drowned a little girl. Oh, we gotta go. You know what I mean? I don't mm -hmm. think that they needed the, you know, one to one. The damsel in yeah. distress. Yeah. Right. Such a child. I uh. wonder if, because I'm sure they didn't expect a sequel at that point. In the novel, the monster kills Elizabeth. Right. Mm. So I don't know if it was like, ooh, we're going to tease people mm -hmm. that have read this novel. Because I bet back then uh, more people had read it. Sure. Well, I really respect the level of change between the novel and the yeah. film and the making the monster sympathetic character is not even a thing in the novel at all. It would seem because he's not. like, a, but isn't he smart and speaks and he's, After he's divine. Like he, yeah. he there's like, I, if I recall, like the, there is like a scene with the hermit type deal where he's like hiding out and he's not, yes. he, he's not hurting anyone. Mm. He's even developing some relationships with like, people who live on where he's hiding out and then someone comes by and they're like Wah! and they mess it all up yeah he learns how to speak by basically spying on the hermit and he the hermit has a family so mm. i guess he's technically not a hermit yeah. <laughs> um, he's blind though he's a blind man yes he is okay blind. okay um yeah. and he learns to speak and and all that so he he does start off as an innocent but then he does become like a mean sob Okay. But it's all but probably because people are being mean to him. Exactly, right, right. exactly. Man made him this way. He learned to be this way because of the way man is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I liked the movie. It's yeah. not that I didn't like the movie. It's just I see it's nineteen thirty one, I see its limitations, I don't hold them against the film. But given the iconic look of Frankenstein himself, yeah. And how well that still plays, at least for me. Yeah. Um you know, I got. I really got to give it up in terms of that never being bested still. Yeah. Like, and, in terms of how great that looks. Uh, what, and what, what, what you mean? Well, I mean, obviously, there have been other iterations of Frankenstein. And, not, like, th that is the, oh, the quintessential standard by which yeah. we're looking at uh, this particular monster. And that monster is different than a zombie, even though he is technically mm -hmm. a zombie to some extent. But he's, like, he, he, he is its, his own entity, and there's nothing, like... Nothing has trumped that look, and it's not even just like, well, it looked good for the time. It's like, you look at it now, in my opinion, it still looks great. Yeah. When yeah, you that's... are watching him walk around for the first time, it's like, whoa. I fuck, think that's a like... really interesting thing about all of the Universal monsters from the 30s and 40s mm. is that we haven't, we haven't, the that's best true. we can do is like, 
refine that and still have it be that, you know, like the Doritos commercials from the 90s. Yeah. Like you can do <laughs> yeah. a great version of that. But if you remove any of it, then we all just go like, oh, so like yeah. a different, like, Which is is like, like the right. book then. And it's still like, there's still Frankenstein, still Universal Studios Hollywood, like yeah. walking around, I assume Florida. No, um, actually. No? All right, then... just Hollywood. Yeah, well, at, 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 in uh, Universal Studios Florida, what they do over there is have like fun attractions mm. and things to do. Mm -hmm. um, so out here, they have more walk around characters. Because it's a movie studio. Well, it's not a theme park. Burn. Well, I mean, it movie is. Movie studios are cool. <laughs> oh, no, movie studios are <laughs> yeah. very cool. Yeah. But, you know. Well, he's from Florida. I mean, <laughs> we got one thing in Florida, and I'm going to be a snob about it. <laughs> I mean, and perhaps I'm already wrong about this. Uh, young people don't like old stuff. Uh, well, how never old really we have, but like I, I like old still. Stuff. Well, I know Aww, you I do. Know. Do you? I've heard what you thought about what? Frankenstein. What? Yeah, but I only like old stuff. Uh, well, and I may so maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I hope that I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm saying young, even. <laughs> well, right. None of us are. I mean, so wait, the movie's a hundred years old. What do you mean, young people? Do you I'm mean the last saying, seventy years worth well, of young I'm people? Well, I'm just saying. Basically, what I'm saying is I don't know what kids are about now, really. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Go to your room. But uh, but I still think it's possible that there's a reason to go back and watch this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's iconic enough. And there's yeah, a lot of movies that just get buried that are, that, that are on this list that we're talking about that kids are like, yeah, no thanks, no when, reason. When you say kids, do you mean like, you mean talking 10? Are you, do you no, mean... I'm talking sexy. I'm talking Whoa, teens. Well, no, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Whoa, no, 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 I'm talking. I'm talking. They're sexy to each other, not to me. Oh, okay, saying, I still like, don't think that's a distinction. We don't need to. I think it's less that <laughs> they're not interested in this, and more that like the people who you know millennials who their parents are, are not necessarily showing them this. So there's like there's not a whole lot of stuff in modern day society that would like draw zoomers to like the old monster movies but like they're yeah. probably more interested in like probably 80s probably honestly probably 80s sure horror is probably more in vogue you know i want stranger things and whatnot hmm. it's the 80s stuff well yeah i mean and yeah I, when we were growing up it was in the saturday morning cartoons these, right these exact same depictions of these monsters but in color <laughs> were running around going blah and like probably know? the most recent thing would be hotel transylvania which is oh still, sure like, i guess probably that's probably close to 10 years old and that's first still one classic frankenstein yeah yeah, Kevin Classic James. Classic vampire. Yeah. <laughs> what I think of. Yeah. Before we move on to The Bride of Frankenstein, just some notes that might be worth talking about. Bella Lugosi was offered the role and turned it down of the monster. The script he was given was not the script that they ended up with. It mm. was uh, it was a script in which he was a, a senseless murderer and like no sympathetic side whatsoever. Mm. So it all worked out. Uh, I can't imagine anybody better than Boris. I'm real quick to interrupt. Yeah. I've also heard that he didn't like the idea of not speaking and having his face covered up because he considered himself quite attractive. Oh, that's interesting. Because Dra Dracula, like, was, he thought, sexy. I agree that he is supposed to be alluring, although I suppose it's arguable whether it's just hypnosis. <laughs> you know, I mean, but vampires, does, you know. classically, that still reigns today. Like, vampires are always like shown as sexy sure and if you sure. look at pictures of uh younger bela yeah he was right yeah he was right to and think. that hair he's, a good, he's yeah. a good looking guy like i don't know about kelly's making not in uh... i feel like sexy was different back then but yeah. you know wow objectively <laughs> a good looking guy how old was he's he no raul julia during... <laughs> it's true oh, hmm. 
he's no, doing good work. These are some interesting. Uh, yeah. All right. Number one, Raul. Ju- who's your number one of all time? Sexiest man alive. Oh, what? Raul Julia. No. Yeah. No, that's, that's Leo Bryant. No. Um, Who? That's, that's, that's my husband. That's her husband. <laughs> oh, 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 nice. <laughs> Leaving that in. Oh, all yeah. time. Oh, God. I don't even know. Oh, this that's is too difficult. big of a subject. We'll circle oh, wait, back. No, no, anybody, I, uh, yeah. Wayne Rogers. Who's Wayne no Rogers? Idea. He played Trapper John on MASH. Uh, that transitions nicely into this. Uh, they had a hard time finding the monster. And apparently James Whale happened to spot Boris Karloff at the Universal Commissary, Aww. passed him a note offering a scream test. Karloff jumped at it and later joked he was offended by being viewed as such an ugly character since on that day he thought he looked very handsome. Aww. <laughs> These old monster actors have a chip on their shoulder. Yeah. The monster's makeup design, Jack P. Pierce, the guy you referred to earlier, uh, apparently that is under copyright to Universal through 2026. So coming Ooh. up. Coming up. So 2027, <laughs> we're going to get a lot of really bad Frankenstein From movies. From all studios. We're not. We're getting bad ones now, <laughs> but they're exclusive <laughs> to Universal. <laughs> we're going to get some Disney. Some Disney Franks. It's weird that that makeup is so trademarked, and yet Herman Munster's just stomping around. And it's like, so what's, the, good, tra- what's the trademark point. for? What yeah, we- what's the difference? Does he have bolts? He has bolts, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, he's got it all. Like, it's close enough that it's like, well, whatever. Yeah, it is huh. weird. He's a monster. Or maybe it was Universal. I think it's mm. just, oh, maybe it's because it's parody? I don't know. Mm. I that's don't a, that's know. a good point. Because they got like a little Dracula too. I don't know. You're right. That's interesting. All right. So, The Bride of Frankenstein. Yes. Yeah, let's, let's, let's open her up. Uh, it was originally entitled The Return of Frankenstein. Worst title. <laughs> Much worse title. Actor's notes for this one. Claude Rains was offered the role of Dr. Pretorius, but he was unavailable due to filming Mystery of Edwin Drood. Guy they got was fine. Uh, yeah. Doctor Pretorius. Pretorius. Pretorius yeah. was in, he was incredible. No, he was good. He was good. What? Yeah. Okay. 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 Well, let's Ernest let's let's talk some Thessinger. Ah, uh, yes. Ernest. He looks Thessinger. like an Ernest Thessinger. I thought Thessinger. that he was the old priest from Blazing Saddles. He's not. Mm. Oh. <laughs> he just looks a lot like him. Mm. Uh, uh, I thought that guy was incredible. I thought that whole movie was incredible. Okay. Uh, when Lauren and I. We were trying to like, we're going to watch all the classic horror Universal movies. And we started with Bride because I'd heard it was really good. And I'd seen on IMDb that Elsa Lancaster played Mary Shelley and was very interested in that. And it was incredible. And then we watched, I don't remember what we watched next, but. We every... watched The Mummy and The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this, I, we were sorely disappointed because The Bride is so good. I, that's what you want when you look at these old monster movies and you're like, I, I hope it's as fun as that. So far, that's been the only one that has hit that mark mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. It's incredible. This is interesting. Uh, <laughs> should I ask this question already? But should this movie, Frankenstein, have a sequel? Okay. Y'all say yes. Apparently. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I Kelly, Kelly shot right up. Yeah. Do I think it needs one? No. Mm-hmm. I don't think it needs it. I think it's tied up just fine. Agreed. Am I super happy that the Bride of Frankenstein exists? Yes. Mm -hmm. Same. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now, I do... Bride is considered technically better, and I still personally love Frankenstein more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But... So, yeah, that that's my answer. Did it need it? No. Am I happy it exists? Yes. My answer, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give a less qualifying no to that question and just say it shouldn't have a sequel. 
also, I think, and perhaps it is because this is so well regarded that I was pretty disappointed by this movie. What? Frankenstein, yes. personally. But it's so yes, incredible. Yes, yes. But I don't necessarily see that. I, I, I like. I don't know what it gives you. What I do. Mm, okay. I like talking Frankenstein to some extent because that's essentially if you're if you're gonna say what new do you get from Frankenstein or the monster. Here meaning himself. that he speaks in the movie, not yes. that we're all talking about. Sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Good point. Okay. The monster into not included in the minutes learns to speak. <laughs> I was getting there, but um, I like it. Uh, you know, there's some charm to it because Boris is so good. I like the smoking, the drinking scene, the good. You know that, which I didn't realize that was where that came from in Monster Mash. Uh, the Mash what is it? Good. Mash good. Mash you know, good. that's what this is from. Yeah. Love, love it. Um, I think it has some charm. I do think he as. Travis mentioned earlier speaks too much towards by the, the end, end. He starts saying stuff like I don't need him to tell uh Dr. Frankenstein to sit down like just no I I, just I like that part, push actually. him on just knock him down but but it was a, I thought that was a callback to the doc in the first one saying sit down sit down like mm. I liked that oh, interesting. I thought that was a good I All think right. he's just speaking too quickly uh I feel like they fast forwarded a little bit in any case that's not necessarily what I have a problem with what first of all not enough bride Right. Not even yeah. close. Yeah. For that small amount of bride. Being the whole movie. And I loved her. I mm. love what few moments we have of her uh, really could have used more bride. But I kind of I like that. Kind of like Hannibal Lecter, you know? Mm-hmm. She's just there enough that you, you, you want more. She's all the way at the end. The whole movie is good, so you're entertained while you get there. <laughs> uh-huh. And then, and then that, that ending where she's just like baffled and angry and seems to understand just enough. Yeah. You know, like, like the editing of that shot at the end when when the monster's like pulling the thing down and blowing and they like cut to her and she's just hissing and it's like she like kind of agrees that they should be killed but also seems really pissed about it and also just a hint of still confusion and anger because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they literally grew her brain from nothing. Yeah, that I was an interesting said. subplot to get into at all. And that the, he grows full beings there's an incredible sequence yeah yeah Yeah. that i can't believe i hadn't heard of or seen until i'd watched the movie where dr procedius pretorius Pretorius. yeah dr still got it (laughs) he just pulls jars out of his magical felix the cat bag that are full of like like a little king a person and a little queen and a mermaid and Mm i i don't satan and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he rather looks a bit like me or do i flatter myself (laughs) (laughs) great but they, I don't know how they did those effects for 1930, whatever. I, and it looks, they, yeah. he like, he's like moving stuff. You can see through the jars, like with the people in them, you can see the like the the distortion of him behind it. I have no earthly idea how they accomplished so it. So those incredible. were people in full size jars, like life size jars mm-hmm. around them, and then they just uh, layered it on top of like you know meticulously layered it on top of the footage. So it's you know it was a set much like the. Uh, what was it you were talking about earlier? Oh, the Universal logo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the they beginning had to of build. the movie. It wasn't faked in that way. It was one thing layered but on I top just, of the I've other. But I've never seen an effect that complex and that good from that that from long the, ago. Yeah. Sure. And they, and they do, there's like four jars and it's a whole extended sequence. And he even picks up the king with tweezers and yeah. stuff. And it's it's incredible. Yeah. Okay, so, the, okay, I agree with that. I There's a lot I like about this movie. I like that concept. I think... My problem with that sequence is that, like, to introduce that this man who needs 
Henry's help to reanimate the bride uh, has grown full beings in jars and has grown a full working brain. I don't see why he needs Henry's help. Well, he says he cannot do a full grown person. He he, right. got, he hit like a plateau with tiny people. But they just like seem like Iron different Man, forms of science. The They're reactor. completely different forms of science. The science of well, I just have a problem. With it. I, I just film. think that it's a wasted concept because it doesn't really affect the movie. I think it's a fun sequence to show. I've done this evil little thing, but you want like little little monsters. Well, at the I end. just wanted it to really have some bearing on the plot, and him having developed the brain is the only thing that it does. And it's like, well, in terms of how the movie is treated and the science that brings the bride to life, could have just gotten another brain. You know what I mean? He didn't need to grow a brain. Could have done it the old Henry way. I suppose there's an argument to be made for a less interesting movie, a okay. more straightforward I- film. I just I- realized something horrifying. Mm. Pretorius dies at the end, which means all those tiny people are going to die in their little tubes. Yes, that's they true. probably want that though. Well, they not seem the, happy. the king. Yeah, that's he, true. That one guy escaped. Maybe they can escape. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah the, the lids. The little king. Oh, yeah. yeah, so they're yeah. probably okay. they'd be all right. The mermaid there. can't get out because she's like, which that was actually of of the quote unquote science of the movie. The mermaid made the least sense because I'm like, he's making real people. He was able to make a mermaid, right? And mermaid. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I felt like that was treated as a wouldn't this be cool? Isn't this a cool scientific concept? Sure, it is. It's just not. It doesn't fit into the premise. I, so, I agree with that, but I'm also glad it's there because it is so cool. It's sure. just a lovely spectacle. Uh, so, okay, I guess my problem is less with this movie in terms of being a movie that I enjoy. I just, as a sequel, I think it messes up the first one. I don't think the first one needs a sequel. No. I think taking the Frankenstein they created in that one and bringing him to talk and be the... Also, well, and it's sort of like what I was saying earlier... It's less so in the first one than in this one. They feel the need to make Henry a hero who they include Dr. Pretorius as this character to he's the evil one. And Henry's just under his influence and really doesn't mean any harm and even escapes at the end because he deserves to escape because he's the hero. And I disagree with that. I I liked at the flash of Henry you got at the beginning of the movie was like, but wouldn't, wasn't it wonderful? I brought life to the undead or whatever. It's like, yes, that's the Henry I want. I want you to not be able to let it go because you're not a good person. You're about being a god. Yeah. That's the Henry I want. I also... They feel the need to make the monster a hero at the end and have him say, We, we belong dead. dead. Like, Great. Okay. Great. All I right. do, I do believe right. there, um, there's an alternate ending where Henry dies with them. Yeah. Sure. But the studio made them yeah. reshoot it, basically. Yeah. For me, because he, he, I, for me, what that part, the thing that saves it is when he's like, um made me out of dead loved dead hate living mm-hmm. he knows he should not be alive sure. and he but he's he kind of was like well i guess if i'm if this is what i've been given then yeah friend make me friend mm-hmm. i totally get it and then he realizes like oh she's super messed up too and this is bad and you're bad and we all just got to go yeah. Like, I was okay with it. I I, I, th- I, I think it's incredible. Yeah. I took it as, well, I guess I didn't see, there was just some steps being made, perhaps, that I wasn't seeing. Like, it seemed like he, it was the fact that she didn't love him. 
And it's like, if, if even she doesn't love me, then I have not. I think that's mm-hmm. part of it as well. Yeah, Because he but tried to make the he... friend with Gene Hackman, and then it got taken away, and right. he burned his house down. Right. So then yeah. he's like, so make me a friend. And then yeah. it was like, oh, she... She is not on board with almost any of this. Yeah, yeah. Like, he like yeah. sees that in her reflected, you yeah. know, more clearly than he can see in himself. And there's music in this movie. <laughs> well, see, I didn't even notice there wasn't music in the first movie. I'm interested. I didn't either. In yeah, I've seen uh, it a thousand times. It's never occurred crazy. to me until the two yeah. of you pointed it out. Yeah, it's like immediately <laughs> like distracting. I I, I apologize. I don't, I'm not. I don't want to trash talk this movie. This it's is well the guy made. who watches Terminator 2 and says, how come Arnold's not a bad guy? No, I love Terminator 2. <laughs> I, this is, uh, I, I think it's just that the, I'm I'm down with all the plot points uh, as being interesting plot. I just think that they're not necessarily the monster from the first one. I th- And fair. Boris Karloff, I know, was against having the monster talk. Mm-hmm. And uh, I agree with that. Like, I don't think that monster talks. That's... Bride of Frankenstein's monster. And also just not enough bride. I just yeah. not even close. Yeah, it's three minutes. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. how little. I I would agree about the talking thing, but he would, he has a human brain. He would learn how to speak. That's how I took mm-hmm. it. And he, you know, has this great thing with, with the hermit, which is my favorite part of the entire it's movie. Great movie. Yeah, I love it's a great it. scene. Yeah, I yeah. cry from the moment he meets the hermit to the minute he is you know he has to run and the yeah i yeah i love it i so that level of speech i i really enjoyed that sequence i just think that they jump it a few steps by the time you get yeah. to the end that's yeah. what it i comes was saying in like speaking i can get on board with stuff. like friend good you yeah know, drink smoke good, good. right yeah. but yeah. then later when he's like so listen seriously i yeah. am gonna need a bride write this down. <laughs> right yeah yeah Indeed. yeah i want to talk about a little bit the prologue which apparently there's a lost epilogue, which I would yes, love. Yes. I, do you know I don't the know about the epilogue, it? but I do know because of what was in real life, um, there was more dialogue in that prologue about how the three of them, because well, there's actually in real life, mm-hmm. there was another woman, um, Mary Shelley's, I guess, kind of stepsister was also with them. And there was um, sexy times happening mm-hmm. betwixt all four of them right. the amount of like homoeroticism that mm-hmm. is in this mm-hmm. entire mm-hmm. movie and it's considered one of the queerest horror movies mm-hmm. and james, probably why it's one of the best yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah and uh james whale and a lot of his friends after the fact they're like no 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 yes i was openly gay but my movies i never put that in there and and people think that was probably the time period like you didn't want to be known as a gay filmmaker you just wanted to be a filmmaker i don't see how you could avoid putting yourself exactly right intentionally or not into the movie in it, some capacity exactly and yeah. i think that's just the kind of the way it is it's um you know i always think of night of the living dead uh george a romero you know i can't think of what his name is the lead of night of the living dead the black guy yeah yeah yeah. yeah. so he he it wasn't written to be specifically a black guy he just came in and killed the audition right but then you can't help but look at that movie yeah and be because it was happening during like the civil rights movement and and particularly the ending the ending exactly yeah yeah. and he's like well that was never my intention but that's the way people read it and that's how bride of frankenstein is like Mm, yeah it may not have been his intention or it was and he just wouldn't admit it right but it's very very gay Mm-hmm. And it's amazing, like Pretorius and and Frankenstein, like making a a 
of being together mm. and mm. no no ladies and they're all the, the ladies are just like oh get out of here oh mm. ladies get out of here like mm. Mm. yeah mm. Mm. all this movie gets better and better mm. <laughs> okay yeah that's fair that's um, some stuff I, sub, interesting subtext have i already talked about on this show the the mary shelley musical we were going to do mm. for theater of tomorrow mm. uh, that's why i was so excited whenever it was i found out that she was playing mary shelley elsa oh. lancaster because i was like oh holy shit are we what are we doing what are we doing it's it's chester just so what's, someone doesn't yell at you online what's elsa chester? lanchester lanchester it's okay nobody listens <laughs> but you know i just don't yeah. want someone to yell at you i don't want <laughs> someone to yell at me either i've been like, saying lancaster for years let me just double check it's chester, lanchester. It's chester. Oh, oh heavens thank you um and she does so amazing i feel like her as the bride, as well as what's his butt as Fritz, Dwight Fry. slash Carl Dwight Fry. Yeah. yeah, both of them just look like they have an indie band were... on Tumblr in 2012. <laughs> Dwight Fry was also Renfield. He is my favorite Renfield in Dracula. Oh. of every yeah. movie. Well, he is Dracula. He is my favorite Renfield. He's a perfect. I mean, good lord. Uh, he he created i mean without knowing it he created a character that i guess doesn't really exist igor this mm -hmm. lab assistant yeah. character it's just sort of an amalgamation of things and given peter laurie's voice <laughs> uh, i love not only that he's a perfect look for that character and that dark twisted figure there's oh there's just so much there seems to be so much more to that character than what you see in the movies apparently there was a deleted subplot from bride of frankenstein in which he used the monster's killing methods to cover up his own murder of his aunt and uncle, oh. uh, which I love. And I feel like you can totally see it in that character. You can see this man, just like when he's the one taunting the monster before yeah. the monster hangs him with the fire, mm -hmm. you see that he just has this viciousness uh, that's unrelated to anything to do with the doctor or the monster himself. He's just this twisted individual, and I feel like he sells that incredibly. Yeah, he's great. He's that type he's of character. He's also in The Invisible Man. He plays like a journalist. Mm. It's like a very oh. small part. Of <laughs> he, he, he doesn't brag down. about that yeah. one. Then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Igor Renfield. Yeah. Um, I named him Peter. He was yeah. just a newspaper yeah. man. <laughs> mm. Okay, well, first I want to try. I mean, we've kind of talked about a lot of it already. Standards and practices. You got your standards. You got your practices. You can stay constipated or take oh, your lectures. Got to practice your standards. Put your standards in practice. Time for standards and practices. Here we go. Here we go. I want to try to get another one of these in. I haven't done one. We haven't done one since Toy Story. People have been asking for it. Well, maybe her. <laughs> <laughs> I was pointed to Kelly. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> people who don't who don't know uh what is the standards and practices section? it is us <laughs> it is us discussing what would be different were these movies made now and not in a technical aspect in a cultural oh, aspect. oh interesting okay it's interesting i i have like some reverse of like things that were taken out of the time obviously she already talked about the little girl drowning not in the original or not in the theatrical cut that was released they thought it was too uh bad they also cut originally the line, now I know what it is like to be God. It's only uh, over a very long amount of time been added back to the movie because it was blasphemous. Right. Yet it is so key 
to that character, and it's a perfect, perfect line to, yeah. to show where that character's coming from. Yeah, cinema didn't like to do um, complex, like, villains it's back just, then. It's such a weird thing to tell this story at all Yeah, if you're not wanting to deal with what the story is. Right. It's a very, very, very dark story. There's not many that are darker, so it's a very interesting thing. You know what would make it lighter? Change the name to Henry. <laughs> there we go. Oh, that's the We've key. done it. <laughs> Outside of that, oh, in uh, *Bride of Frankenstein*, the original line Pretorius has was "fairy tales," uh, and then they changed, made him change it to "Bible stories" because he's referring to God and stuff. Uh, but apparently, whoever did that regretted doing it because the amount of contempt the actor delivered the line "Bible stories" with made oh, made it even worse. more upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I do love that. And then, of course, the Mary Shelley stuff we talked about, which I do have uh, some of the dialogue that was cut. We are all three infidels, scoffers at all marital ties, believing only in living freely and fully. Oh, so it that did was still. I I did still come across like that they were like kind of like a throuple or something, because like the scene yes. where like she pricks her finger and like she's holding both their hands. I was like. Mm -hmm. What's going on here? Lord Byron says something to the effect of the world's greatest sinner. Mm -hmm. Or like yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. And, oh man. He's looking up to the sky. The way he rolls yeah. his arms. Yeah. So, so good. <laughs> but I didn't ask the question, why does this sequel work? And I will say that first scene, it's such a brilliant way to bring you into the story that doesn't need to exist because the story's it's done. Marvelous. So it forgives everything. Right. Well, well, and, and giving giving you a new story and an early yeah. example of a meta narrative. Yes, mm -hmm. something you didn't really. I don't think I don't watch a lot of them from the '30s, but I feel like you wouldn't get a lot of that kind of tacit acknowledgement. And yeah, just it was yeah. really weirdly fun. Yeah, like a fun little intro to a horror movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cute. Yeah, for the first Frankenstein, which they already they fix in Bride is. When in the opening credits, when they're giving credit to Mary Shelley, they call her Mrs. Percy Shelley, hmm. which I know. Hmm. I know there are still like women that go by Mrs. Husband's first name, husband's last name. Yeah, my grandma. I mean, who I love, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but she is your grandma. <laughs> yeah, she's old. <laughs> There's already this real problem with people being like, well he had a lot of influence on the book and mm. like no no she yeah. wrote the book she was 19 years old or it was her baby and she made it and like come on another thing they do better in bride is elizabeth mm. elizabeth is yeah. just an absolute wilting flower in the first one yeah, yeah. She's yeah. Just agreed like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then by the second one she is telling pretorius like yeah fuck off yeah. Go away. Get out of my yeah. husband's space. Um, and the actor who plays her, I much prefer. Yes. In the second yes. one also. Don't mind the hair change. No, no, <laughs> in no. In the slightest. Original Frankenstein. Um, I don't think Fritz would be, he's deformed, therefore evil. Mm. There's a lot of kind of that. Or, or same, the, same with abnormal brain. Same yes. with like, oh, genetically, yeah. you're bad. Yes. And that's like, aha. I see. And, uh, I but, see. That's the first step to... A lot of problems. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you could argue it's the same difficulty the monster has in that he's treated to the point that he becomes 
vicious and angry and right but if you but if you leave it alone if you're like i just made a thing and then we were mean to it and it's bad then fine but if you say i made a thing out of criminal parts oh okay sure 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 yeah it doesn't need to be there yeah Yeah. see i don't remember exactly what henry says but it's when the the other doctor elizabeth and um, victor show up and he says something to the effect of three humans talking and literally Fritz is standing right next to them. Oh. So like he's like he's like does not even acknowledge Fritz as a human being. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's um all I got for the first one. In Bride of Frankenstein, I don't think that the king would be so predatory. Oh. And played for laughs. If if he is predatory. When he goes after the, the queen. Like, and, he, and he's like, we have to be very oh, careful. Oh, the, the little, the little yeah, jar. The, the, the homunculi king. I'm trying to think who is the king in Frankenstein. Yeah, he keeps, and, and it's like a joke. Like, oh, it's we, like, have yeah. to, we have to watch yeah. him or he's going to go over and assault the woman. Right, and the right, other, Like, that's, yeah. it's not yeah. funny. I'm right. laughing now. Uh, however, <laughs> still made today, but set back then. That's the it, question. It, it could play well, but, but as what, what would today? what would happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, and I'm not saying that wouldn't they wouldn't use that at all, but the <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, right. Look how predatory I, he is. I yeah. imagine that like if they made it today, they wouldn't show these little beings in a jar being pleasantly in jars. They would be like freaking out. Sickly, right, 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 terrified. Yeah. That's true. That's they would true. be dying. Right. <clears throat> or the sad dog from The Fly 2. Fly 2, right. Yeah. yeah. Very sad. Thanks for reminding yeah. me. <laughs> but it is interesting, uh, now that you think about it, that he created these beings from nothing and then went, you're a little king. There's <laughs> 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 a little throne and that's what you are. Tick, 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 tick. You know, like, it's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Um, um, so the other thing I have is, duh, the bride would be in it more. <sighs> and they yeah. would give her- Put her in it more! They would give yeah. her more agency and all that, which- it's the name of the movie. I don't want to step on any toes about other segments, but oh. there is a segment that might be of Travis's that if he's not going to talk about, then I will. A theme park ride? Travis Doom. describes a theme park ride. Travis describes a theme park ride. Well, I have never ridden the Bride of Frankenstein oh. <laughs> roller coaster, so please. No, but it, okay. So last year at Halloween Horror Nights, at least in Los Angeles, I don't know about uh, Orlando, they actually did uh, the Bride Lives maze, mm, cool. where where at the end of Bride of Frankenstein, she survives. Well, this is a sequel in itself. Exactly. That yeah. and I, and the reason I bring it up is I think. If we made something now, it would be like this. And I actually wonder if maybe they're tinkering mm. with something well, like this. Well, well, the well, bride well. is now a new character in the park again. Yeah. Oh. So, um, who's the director? I Is his name Bill Cundy? He was supposed to make a bride movie. Didn't work out. I could be wrong. Mm. We should look this up and in, 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 insert the correct thing. Okay. Um, anyway, um, but that didn't work out. So I'm curious if this is maybe what it was supposed to be um so she she pulls the monster out of the rubble and she herself learns and becomes a mad scientist Mm. and she brings him back because there's all there were all these cool scenes where like his legs have been ruined so he's the monster but he's like chopped so he's only like he's the size of a little boy Mm. because his legs are gone and she's like reanimating him and she starts going out and like 
kidnap people and put them in cages and use their body parts and kill people and do her own experiments. And it was to bring the monster back, but then also to make, like, her own crazy hmm. experiment things. You know, this sounds very much like what Drusilla did with Spike on <gasps> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, it Even does. that image of her pulling Spike out of the rubble and he, his legs were messed up. He was in a chair for yes. a while. And you know it's a feminist story because she's wearing pants. Ooh. The bride or? The bride. In the maze? In the maze. She was in pants. Maze, mm. in the maze. A complex wow. story for it. HHN maze. Yes. They yes. do good they do good houses out here. Oh yeah. yeah, now they're officially called houses everywhere. Oh, they're not ma- mazes, they're no, houses. It, the official guy has spoken, they're all houses. We always okay. called them houses in um Orlando. Yeah. I think y'all call them mazes out here because of like corn not, mazes not and Knott's Berry Farm. Bumpkins. Not scary farm. <laughs> all the bumpkins uh, in Los Angeles. All <laughs> the LA bumpkins. Hey, they exist. <laughs> yes, they do. Look I've, the I've met them. <laughs> What Kelly described wasn't a ride, but it still had good vibes. Please like and subscribe. Paul, did you find it? Well, I found that there's supposedly going to be an Apple Plus TV show (laughs) called The Bride starring Scarlett Johansson. Uh, uh, But that was announced in 2020. Don't know if it's still Ah. happening. Sebastian Lalo. What this is the version man behind it? Angelina Jolie was going to play the bride. Right, oh, and this, so this is and this universe? is yes, this was from yeah, the Mummy yeah. Tom Cruise universe that never came oh, to fruition. I'm still trying to Our find. Dark Hansen would have been a good bride. <sighs> um, screenwriter David Coep was apparently writing it. I'm trying to find the director. I'll put it in if I ever do. I don't have it right now. I'll work on it. Uh, but moving right along, other sequels. There's one called Curse of Frankenstein, and then there's House of Frankenstein. Nobody likes them. They're supposed to be bad. Boris Karloff doesn't play the monster. Moving on. Unsung heroes. Anybody got them? Hit it, Paul Jr. Unsung heroes. So in the first one, my unsung hero is... Um, the first dress we see Elizabeth in. Bill Condon. Bill, Bill Condon. 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 Yeah. I was close. close. I was, yeah. I was, yeah. I was yeah. combining Dean Condon. That's not yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but the dress she's wearing is like this beautiful lace dress and just kept getting better. It has like this like this like cape sleeves and then like the bottom is like a mermaid skirt a little bit and very long. It's very shady. Beautiful. What are, what are yours, Paul? Uh, well, I got them for one and two. I got a, I had a lot for one, so I'll have to pare down. But number one for me from Frankenstein is the gravedigger at the beginning who, before they steal the body, uh, fills in the hole. And first of all, love his style. He's got what look like pockets or just pocket-shaped holes cut out of the back (laughs) of his outfit, which I loved not knowing the answer. Uh, And then as soon as he's done with his day's work, first of all, he doesn't look to be a physically healthy man, so that's pretty hard on the body. He just immediately strikes a match on his pants and then lights a pipe and heads home. Like He just brings a lot to this moment that needs nothing brought to it. All you need is for this person to dig... You know, fill in hole, leave the screen, but he 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 really brought something extra. Well, I gotta say, um, if if you're striking matches on your pants, I mean, that's no probably effort whatsoever. How you lost <laughs> yeah. your pockets? Yeah. <laughs> in a perfect shape, though. Never I mean, he had to work on that. That's his only. Yeah, it's his yeah. only pants. He's yeah. been doing a lot of matches. Yeah. He used to do it on the left cheek <laughs> and then the right cheek, and now it's just the front of the pants, and that's why he sighs so heavily. Yeah. I also want to bring up, and I referred to this earlier, the little girl's dead acting. 
Yeah. Because I have to assume that was yeah. her because yeah. the, there's not, the dummies we've seen yeah. and they do not look that good. Uh, she did it forever. Yeah. yeah. And it was yeah. incredible. Completely and just. The, the, her father's carrying her through. Long and broken just shot. Dead, in the dead, sun. dead, as far as I could tell. Yeah. She is also in Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, she's of the school children. She's the one who says, Oh, look! And they gave her that line so they could pay her more. Oh. Because uh, they were happy to have her back. Nice. She's one of four actors from two to one. Nice. And then for, for Bride of Frankenstein, my unsung hero is a character named Albert. I wanted to go back and rewatch this scene because I wanted to get the dialogue right. I didn't. <laughs> uh, but it, Millie, who I thought I was going to love, but I find her so annoying. Oh, oh yeah. if you want to talk about Millie, I can talk about Millie. Okay. Or no, She's the, the, the head of the house uh, oh, lady. So, yeah, so when oh. Kelly said that this... Frau Yeah, she's the... Minnie, sorry, sorry. Yeah. The when you said Blucha. that the movie sits bizarrely between horror and comedy, but is yeah, not yeah, horror yeah. comedy, that's one of the things. Because when, when we were watching Bride, I was like, oh, so we figured out how to make movies. Okay, this is great. They know what they're doing. But then, like, inappropriately... We would be just doing drama or horror, and she would just come in doing some like really broad huge, stage huge. play comedy. Yeah. So she is in the Invisible Man playing the exact same character, and it works beautifully Ooh. in oh, the Invisible Man. She's okay. not; it's not as big of a character, but the the tone of that movie is so much better. I totally think Bride of Frankenstein is very funny. It is a comedy, mm. I, a horror comedy, I guess. But like, her part of it is not in the world of comedy. That is in the rest of the movie. Right. It's like Mike and Ike's on a pizza. Yeah. It's like, no, just not here. Not this way. <laughs> but there's a scene. I don't remember the context of the scene. I, I really should rewatch it. But she comes in and she's telling this man, Albert, whoever he is, he's only in this one scene. She's telling him we need to do something. And he's like, shut up, you fool. Yeah. Like, he has two lines and both of them are like, get out of here, you idiot. We don't listen to you. And I'm just like, love this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you want? It's alive. The monster. It's alive. Ah, uh, shut up, you old fool. Yeah, I don't really understand what purpose he played in the movie outside of making me laugh at just, Shut up, Minnie. Yeah, yeah. It's just for it. you. Yeah, yeah. That's why he's there. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I seem to recall, like, even in the scene where they've tied the monster up needlessly sexily and they're loading him into the back of the truck or the horse truck cart. Um, and it's very sad because, you know, the monster's getting taken. And, and then there she is again, shrieking about things. Uh -huh. yeah. Again, funny, but like, you're just like rocketed out of feel, you're heartbreaking yeah. for. The monster who, though he speaks, I feel like you you get a lot more sympathy for him in Bride. Mm -hmm. It's that, that's interesting. I agree. I, I I have no issue with what Boris does as the monster. He's great. He's fantastic in, in Bride. Just as fantastic. And I agree that the, the sympathy has a finer point put on it. I think Bride. what I maybe like so much about him in the second movie is, you know, he kind of strikes out on his own fumblingly tries to make friends, falls in with a bad crowd, tries to stand up for himself and take control of his life, and then has to like destroy a castle with the only people he knows in it. And I'm like, that's pretty relatable. I could see that trajectory for any one of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You try your hardest, and then it's like, I keep burning houses down, I guess. Yeah, I think, I mean, it, the, the, it, the issues I have with that scene uh, are less about the specifics of it and more about the speed of it. 
Uh, same with like the fact that we just don't get the bride, where it's like you finally get the bride and then she's all, and almost then instantly taken away. Same with he comes to his realization. Like it's all at once. It's a, a lot of build up to a very quick, yeah, you know. And now it's really over. I gr- mm-hmm. I you grant know. you that. I just yeah. I, weirdly it doesn't it doesn't bother me. But it, it's interesting. What doesn't bother you about Bride, but what does bother you about Frank? I'm an interesting person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. A lot of people read it as, like, he is an incel. She rejected me, oh. therefore we must die. Oh, interesting. She has to go with me. And I'm like, ah, I mean, I guess you could see it that way. And, and and to be fair, in the novel, it is much more like, it, 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 it plays out totally differently, though she is never made fully like the victor starts making her and then realizes he shouldn't and but like it is very much like i deserve a woman yeah i should have a woman which i don't feel that way about the in bride of frankenstein i just he's like i need somebody like the one person i've well the two people i've ever made friends with one i accidentally killed and the other one was taken from me you know please make somebody who will love me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he's like, oh, actually, you know what? This isn't a good idea. Because uh, in the in the novel, I mean, I think, yeah. I haven't read it, but in the novel, he does complain about, like, they only, they don't like nice guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by this, the way, listeners, if you don't know what an incel is, it stands for involuntary celibate. Yeah. And it's men who believe oh, that yeah. they deserve women's affection and if women do not give them affection or have sex with them it's because women are the problem not because they have no personalities (laughs) the (laughs) burn the tagline for bride of frankenstein is the monster demands a mate which i guess he technically does in the scene where he says you should do it. <laughs> but only but, after Pretorius has yeah, told with, him I, you should have a mate. I definitely yeah. did not see the direction that the movie took coming. I thought it was going to be more he threatened the doctor himself. But I think that they wanted to play, and smartly so, uh, keeping the character sympathetic and just everything bad as Pretorius. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so I do have unsung heroes. Yeah. Um, okay, so I already mentioned it, but in the first one, uh, the, the original Frankenstein, the headshot of Colin Klein yeah. on the mm. piano. Also about that scene, I was so, con- it's so early and I was so confused just given that it's like you meet Victor and you meet Elizabeth and they are side by side on the couch and they look like the handsomest couple. Yes. And then she's like, it's my fiance. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah she even knows that crazy man we just met in the last scene like it just like it's such a weird introduction it it reminds me of together and then um in the brian frankenstein i believe that they're they are romany this this group of people out in the woods and they're afraid of the monster as well Mm. (laughs) there's the old woman who's like where's the pepper and salt yeah yeah Yeah, that was great. Speaking of standards and practices, that scene probably would play out a little yeah. differently yes. today. Like when they showed up, I was like, "Ah, oh, this is the '30s. Hang on, what are we doing? What are we doing?" Yeah, yeah. I think we got out relatively clean, though. All things considered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, those were those were solid. Uh, okay, we've talked for a very long time, guys, and it's not surprising because there's a lot to say. Mm-hmm. But uh, any last thoughts before we get into plugs? Uh, yes. And goodbyes. Uh, to answer your question, I'm gonna go with Jason Momoa. 
<laughs> as the hottest man ever. Sexiest. Sexiest. Yes. Respect the game, Jay. <laughs> I don't know. I, that, that's a wide, you know, stretch of time to choose from, but that's got charm for days. And he's, months he's, and he's, he's got a type. You yeah. know. He, you know, he, seems, <laughs> he seems like a nice guy. Yes. He's very genuinely. attractive. Yeah. Yeah. And he's very funny and he has a beautiful smile. And he's able very charismatic. To, to push beyond his the way in which he's hunky. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. He seems funny, he seems normal, yeah. despite looking like an extraordinary <laughs> god <laughs> yeah. uh, type of man. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's a good poll. Yeah. It's a good poll. Thank you. I'm gonna have to I'm still gonna have to look up Kelly's. I don't yeah. <laughs> You know him once you see his face. If you've ever seen the TV show MASH, he was Trapper John in the first three seasons. Okay. I haven't. What? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that probably just like spiked. You love this episode, yeah. Uh, any plugs before we wrap it up? Uh, listen to the hotel. I mean, honestly, again, if you just listen to the hotel, you see this every time. <laughs> That's the only thing I have to plug. Oh, no, is the I know. Hotel, but I, I'm not insulting that. It's just that every time you say, "Well, surely, episode. if you're listening to this, you've listened to the hotel." It's possible. I just can't listen remember. to the hotel where podcasts are found. Listen to the hotel where there podcasts we go. are found. Lauren should do your plugs from now they on. Air yeah. three times a month. They don't. So I'm going to go ahead and do the they plugs. Air yeah. multiple times a month. <laughs> so first and the 15th. First and the 15th. For the past year and a half. All right. like bonus episodes. I don't know. I know. <laughs> I know you don't know, hon. We all know. Hmm. I'm good at other things. That's true. Oh, you're good at so many things. Thank you. Uh, and apparently costume design, not one of them. <laughs> Never has been. Wait a minute. Okay, I'm we'll get a, into this. I was just a costume dresser at Universal. I just, but I thought that was an interest of yours. No. Oh. It's a cool thing to just do. That's yeah. cool. I like going to the Renaissance Fair. Maybe yeah, see that. Wow. And that's costumey. I never did my costumes, though. And you do LARPing. Quit digging, Not man. LARPing. Uh, I do uh, Disney bounding. But Disney bounding. Yeah. Oh, which I it love. Just, yeah. One, you're so into fashion, your outfits. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something to consider. Anything for you? I do. So if you go to the Dust channel on YouTube, I am in a sci-fi short called Starian. Um, and then my Instagram is at KelDevCrush. My Twitter is at McDevittKelly. And if you're one of the people who um, is on Slasher, which is a horror social media site um i am at mcdevitt kelly cool yeah i don't know if we've ever had anyone list all their social medias like that we, are we all, don't even list we're ours pretty bad yeah. at plug you don't even list the the show's social media no I'm, I'm i'm gonna as you'll hear shortly listener <laughs> i'm gonna be doing <laughs> that in the, in the outro uh music thing okay. now instead of teases for the next time which is a perfect transition to me saying that our next episode will be another continuation celebration of fargo season one nice. sequel to the film fargo so uh look forward to that it will be fun don't know someone say something funny so we can at the hotel pod that's not funny on twitter and instagram nope nope not what i was looking for <laughs> we already talked about this uh where's the pepper and salt there we go <laughs> that'll take us out 
thank you for listening to the follow-up showdown. Special thanks to Travis McMaster for being our mix master, and Tony Intertonato for tracking down what can't be found. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can write a review, and follow us on social media at the follow-up showdown on Instagram and TikTok, or on Twitter at fuShowdownPod. We're also on YouTube. Thank you.